Kia ora. It's Friday 9th of August 2019 and welcome to the Week in Tax. I'm Terry Boucher, Taxpert and Director of Boucher Consulting Limited, a tax consultancy helping optimise tax for small businesses, individuals with overseas investments and other professionals. This week, Brexit and the tax headaches from a falling pound. The government's tax policy work programme is announced and 15 years ago, Brexit has dominated British politics since the upset referendum result three years ago. It's personal for me because I was born in Northern Ireland and my brother John, hi John, lives in Belfast. The troubles began 50 years ago this month. I actually remember the soldiers coming onto the street. It's, uh, I personally am very disconcerted to see armed um, police wandering around with their bushmasters. Not something I'd take as a normal view of society. And Brexit threatens the stability of the Good Friday Agreement. Um, talking with John, that Northern Ireland is rather more unsettled than people might realise. To borrow a phrase that Gerry Adams used, they haven't gone away, you know. Leaving aside the politics, Brexit has caused quite some consternation for two groups of investors. Those with investments in British um, sterling uh, because they, they will be caught under the foreign investment fund rules and the exchange rate fluctuations will reduce their returns. The group though that probably has a bigger issue headache with the um, Brexit and the implications is those with and it's a fairly substantial number those who are renting out um, property in the UK <coughs> and in particular if they have mortgages because they the mortgages are subject to the financial arrangements rules now the financial arrangements rules are one of the sets of rules within the tax act they've been around for a long time they're actually first um, introduced in 1986 but they're not at all well known and they are so complicated that Inland Revenue doesn't actually have a specific pamphlet that you can go to and read all about them. Now, the financial arrangements rules are also talked referred to as the accrual rules, and that is because they calculate income on an accrual basis. They're actually a really pure, conceptually pure uh, um, tax um, set regime. They tax the entire economic return over the, the life of the instrument. Now, why they're important in relation to mortgages, because mortgages are classified as financial arrangements. And Brexit has had the good effect for some people, or for those mortgages, um, of reducing the amount of the value uh, of in New Zealand dollars of the mortgage. Now, under the financial arrangements regime, and basic economics, you've made an economic gain there. If your liability at the start of the year was in New Zealand dollars, say $250,000, and thanks to Sterling's fall, it is reduced to $230,000, you are $20,000 better off. Now, for most people, um, the cash basis rules will mean that this doesn't normally become a problem unless um, until the mortgage is redeemed, at which point 
you get the unusual scenario for many people that the gain on the sale of the property is not taxed, but the gain in repaying the mortgage is. Welcome to my world. Um, that's something that has been well known for some time, or at least within the tax community, um, but has yet to be, uh, is one of those inconsistencies we live with. However, what people should be watchful of is that the financial set arrangements rules have a trigger point that if the movement on an accruals basis is more than $40,000 in a year, then $40,000 actually, find out, um, then you, into, you must calculate on an, an arising basis or an accrual basis, hence the name accrual rules. And what that means is that as we saw back in 2016-17 uh, uh, tax year, and we're seeing it, we, we saw again this year, if sterling falls, people's liabilities diminish rather rapidly, and they then get faced with an unrealized forex gain on their mortgages. So people should be watching this very carefully because they may inadvertently fall into the financial arrangements regime and be liable for tax. The, um, the cut the unexpectedly high cut in the OCR official cash rate on Wednesday may e has eased pressure because I noticed that the sterling has come back or has gained against the, the dollar, one of the expected side effects of that cut. But people should be alert, particularly anyone running mortgages of um, more into six figures. You could potentially be sitting on unrealized. Uh, financial arrangement forex gains which are taxable and you're into the provisional tax regime or, or terminal tax. People also as an aside should be aware that if they have a UK investment property and they're paying um, UK a bank UK, uh, interest in the UK they are still liable for non-resident withholding tax on the interest payments on that. Um, I had heard that Inland Revenue realised that that was a rather unacceptable um, a compliance burden, but to date I've heard, seen nothing that makes uh, a change to those rules. So be aware that that is happening. Inland Revenue has been running programmes to, uh, uh, to review people's uh, compliance obligations in respect to non-resident withholding tax. Moving on. The government released its 2019-20 uh, tax policy uh, work program. This is the updated program. Now, this is, um, this is a regular um, event uh, uh, that sets out what tax policy is going to be, what 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 tax policy areas are going to be worked on, which will lead to eventual legislation and changes. Um, it had been, the last one was released in May 2018, um, but had um, but nothing had happened since then, and the delay had been in fact because of the tax working group report in April, and the oh, sorry in February and the government's response to that in April. So the tax policy work program has had to be updated. So this will now cover the, what was released yesterday. Will cover the next. Um, 18 months and there's a lot to cover in here too much for one podcast we'll just pick out the interesting ones uh, from uh, for, uh, uh, over the next few weeks 
There are uh, 11 areas uh, marked out in the tax policy work program, which is ties into the government's um, uh, productivity focus on productivity growth and well-being, as outlined in the budget. But there are um, so there are several work streams, and there are six that are given key regarded as key areas. Firstly, uh, land being, and that was the policy work will continue uh, looking at the review of the current land land rules, particularly in relation to investment property and speculation, land banking and vacant land. Um, they're also, uh, unsurprisingly, uh, enforcement of the current tax rules will also be a priority. And we're seeing that. One of the measures, you may recall, is that now everyone has to provide an IRD number in respect of any sale of property. That's tied in to making sure the Brightline test is enforced. Um, business is another work stream, and they're looking at a number of items in this area, including the tax treatment of spending on innovation, um, increase, um, looking to low reduce lo compliance costs for businesses, um, Feasibility in black hole expenditure, that is capital expenditure that is not otherwise deductible, is on is on the uh, agenda, and um, which is good to hear. Um, that was also a matter that we covered in the Small Business Council. I can't say more than that at this stage, but we delivered the report to Minister uh, of Small Business, Stuart Nash, also the Minister of Revenue, last week. Um, it, it was received quite well, to be honest. Which is good to hear. Um, so, a number of items that could be in this business area that could be looked at would be quite apart from re reducing compliance costs, the seismic strengthening, the treatment of seismic strengthening. Um, the this is a grey area at all. Is this expenditure deductible, or can it be? If it's not, it's therefore no deduction available. So, should we be looking at reintroducing uh, depreciation? which was something um, the tax working group suggested. Um, there's also, I note here, that um, they are looking are looking at the previously mentioned financial arrangement issue, issues. Um, international, there's already a lot going on in this space, including the, uh, with um, the, so the, the question of a possible digital services tax. Um, and they note here is the government's preference is a multilateral approach through the OECD. Um, infrastructure, this is interesting. Uh, they look to see whether the tax system is actually hindering um, or could have a role in driving infra infrastructure investment. Um, exemptions and charities. Now, this is something that has been muttering around. Quite, quite a bit of uh, commentary that the or submissions that the tax working group received was on the question of what was going on around with charities. So the um, proposal is there's a project going underway at the moment and it will include a report to ministers before the end of this year to address recommendations of the tax working group which was let's have a careful look at this and just to see who is actually distributing and what is being distributed. Um, so the other another um, report will also look at other matters that could affect um, policy change. For example, 
the imputation credit refundability, uh, rules for donating trading stock, removing out-of-date concessions, sort of minor bits and pieces on this. And the interesting one here is perhaps the tax rules for mutuals and the um, $1,000 non-not-for-profit deduction threshold. Um, there's an enormous amount to, to cover in this tax policy work program, so we'll pick, pick up bits and pieces as we go through. There are 11 areas that were outlined that you'll be looking at, which were land, business, infrastructure, information collection and use, business transformation, reforms and what they call reforms and medials, that's tidying up little loose ends here and there, social policy, including the government response to welfare overhaul. Um, I'm not seeing anything here is that working on that in the question of trying to manage the uh, interaction of tax on social assistance policy and how the very high effective marginal tax rates, these are the people receiving social assistance, have the highest effective marginal tax rates in the country. In some cases they can reach 100%. The environment, the sustainable economy, um, that is something that I mentioned before. Uh, you may recall an excellent podcast I had with Marianne van den Belt on the matter, recommended. Um, charities, tax exemptions and international. So there's a lot there, which is what you'd expect. Tax policy, uh, I think they've got enough resources for it. I'd hope they do. Um, and that as part of the business transformation, they have been given the resources to work through what's a fairly crunchy amount of detail. And by the way, some of these, even if there was a change of government, much of this would be happening anyway. Um, there would be, it maybe have a different emphasis, but much of what's in these tax policy pro work programs would be there in any case. They're so almost apolitical. And that's probably because our tax policy settings, broadly politically uh, speaking, have been um, mutual work, uh, mutually agreed. There are obviously things around tax rates and thresholds that are, you can see a political difference. But broadly speaking, the parties are relatively aligned on the, on the shape of the tax system and how it should be run. And finally, 15 years ago this week, uh, I opened the doors of Bachelor Consulting Limited. Um, so it's been an interesting 15 years. Um, it, it, looking back on it, 15 years ago, the tax rate, the top individual tax rate was 39% on income over $60,000. The first um, $38,000 was taxed at 19.5%. Trusts and companies were taxed at 33%. There was no Kiwi saver. There was no such thing as the portfolio investment entity regime. The, uh, no f the f there was a foreign investment fund regime. Um, but it was actually, that was one of the big changes that happened beginning in, from 1st of April 2007 when a new foreign investment fund regime was introduced. Since then, the other big change I would, talk, I would say is um, around the international response to the global financial crisis and the common reporting standards and the American FATCA, uh, Foreign Account Tax Compliance Act. The amount of information now that is swapped um, internationally is extraordinary um, and it, it shows no sign of changing. In fact, it's incredibly important. That's been a huge change. And you saw we can see the end of, um, or rather, um, yeah, perhaps the end 
of the tax havens or their secrecy has certainly been undermined by the advent of the common reporting standards. So it's been a very interesting one, uh, 15 years. I'd like to take the thanks to this opportunity to thank the very many people who believed in me over that time. A special shout outs to my first ever client who's still with me, Danny's Real Pita Bread, still the best pita bread in Auckland. David Chaston and Gareth Vaughan of interest.co.nz for giving me a voice. The rest of the team at Boucher Consulting, Eric, Judith and Darren, and my wife Tina. Thank you all. That's it for the Week in Tax. I'm Terry Boucher and you can find this podcast on my website www.boucher.tax or wherever you get your podcasts. Please send me your feedback and tell me and tell your friends and clients. Until next time, have a great week. Ka kiti anog.